The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers... Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, July 26th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, better known as Scooter, I'm Sarah Lane. And from Oakland, California, I'm Justin Robert Young. We need trading cards where it says Sarah Scooter Lane, and then yeah. on the back it can explain how she got her nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it isn't much of a story. We Our just producer Roger Chang is uh, <laughs> almost not with us, which made it sound much more permanent. He just has the day off, but he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, let's start with a few tech things you should know. Videoland says it is blocking Huawei phones from downloading its free VLC for Android app from the Google Play Store. In a company tweet, Videoland explained that Huawei's decision to cut off all background apps except its own, which stops VLC's audio playback, was the reason for the block. Qualcomm is dropping its $44 billion deal to buy NXP semiconductors. The deal would have been the biggest semiconductor takeover globally to date. Eight national regulatory agencies have approved the merger since it was agreed on in October 2016, but China did not issue a decision in time for Qualcomm's Thursday deadline. Uh-oh. Yeah, they, they basically uh, won by inaction. American Civil Liberties Union of Northern California said Thursday that Amazon's facial recognition system, known as Recognition with a K, uh, incorrectly identified 28 members of Congress as people who've been arrested for a crime. ACLU was conducting a test. They downloaded 25,000 mugshots from a public source, then ran the official photos of all 535 members of Congress through recognition. Uh, recognition has already been in use by a handful of law enforcement agencies. So this was trying to show that that particular system may not be as accurate if it doesn't have proper training. All right, let's talk a little more about Amazon. Not its earnings yet, but something else, Justin. Amazon announced Alexa Cast, which lets users switch from listening to music uh, via the Amazon Music app to the smart speaker without interruption. The service is available starting today through an app update on iOS and Android. Similar to Spotify Connect or Apple AirPlay, users can tap the Alexa Cast icon and select the device that they want to send streaming music to. Amazon also moved its Echo spatial perception feature to the cloud, so that all devices with Alexa 
not just echoes can make sure that only uh, that only the device closest to you will answer. I think people are pretty uh, interested in the ability to cast music, but I don't think people are very interested in using Amazon Music for listening to their music. Well, I mean, I pay for it just because I want to play music through my Sonos One because it does not have Apple Music integration just yet. So, yeah, I can find uses for this. I don't often do this with, you know, within the iOS ecosystem, though. If I'm listening to something on my phone, I'm not really going to airplay it to my TV, you know, my Apple TV, where, where it would pick back up and use those speakers all that often. But it's certainly a nice feature. I, I wonder, and just a, a real quick stopover uh, in the Amazon Music discussion, but I wonder whether or not they have had discussions on whether or not they move that to either a very modest add-on to Prime or a a just included in Prime thing, because they could almost overnight become one of the biggest uh the, the, the biggest players in that space. Yeah, uh, and that's the problem right now is nobody nobody that I know, and I shouldn't say nobody, uh, very few people just listen to Amazon Music, right? People listen to Spotify or Apple Music or, or, or maybe a few others out there. But, but Amazon Music doesn't have a big number of people who listen to Amazon Music on the go. That, like Sarah said, the, the big reason that people usually have for subscribing to Amazon Music is they wanted it to be able to be used easily on an Echo device or, in your case, a Sonos, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's great. Uninterrupted, you know, cast my song over here. That's great. What I know, uh, and again, I'm not yeah, um, using Amazon Music at all on my iPhone, although that is the way that I set it up on my Sonos. A lot of folks um, had complained that not only was it sort of clunky to send over, but you were sort of losing playlists and the whole thing needed an upgrade anyway. So uh, good stuff. On 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 the the spatial thing though, I think that's a, that's great. Uh, uh, many people are moving to either multi smart speaker homes, uh, if not multi different kinds of, of of speakers. So this yeah. is next. no, it was it was huge for Echo to do it for Echoes. It, it's extra huge for it to be across the entire ecosystem. Yeah. Moving on to Microsoft now. The company announced preview bills 17723 and 18204 for Windows 10 insiders, including various features like new emoji, a mixed reality flashlight view into the real world, and a new system for rolling out Windows updates that might include machine learning tech to predict when it's best to update your PC. In a blog post, Microsoft explained that the new feature could check to make sure not only that you're not currently using your device so that if a restart would mess everything up, but also trying to predict if maybe you stepped away from the device briefly and will be back soon based on previous behavior. Oh, that's yes. Please make that work. I, I'm not saying it will. Uh, but that is one of the biggest annoyances is stepping away from a Windows machine and having it ask you while you're gone, hey, uh, it doesn't seem like you're working right now. I'm just going to reboot, okay? And it'll, it'll be an hour or so. Actually, yeah. it's usually not an hour anymore, but it's still annoying. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is, uh, I don't know. Where are we at on just complaining about Microsoft, like about Windows being annoying? I feel like it's like less and less. Like the, the, a lot of the old 
the old battle axe uh, kind of issues with with Windows have kind of slowly faded away. It's a vestigial complaining now. But the the the, the Windows update thing ha- has been something where yes, you can go in and say don't update during my working hours. Here are my working hours. But a lot of people didn't do that. So having a more proactive thing that just can tell. Like, I know he's not working right now, but because of the machine learning, you know, it hasn't been long enough. You know, we'll wait a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I think it's I, I know that the other things in here are probably more significant in the update, but that's the one that definitely caught my you know, eye. Uh, oddly enough, it's Apple now that has the reputation, deservedly so, for constantly asking me for an update that I constantly let it know to try. Remind me tomorrow. Remind me tomorrow. Remind me tomorrow. Oh, that's yeah. all I tell OS ten every day. I'm oh. working. Remind me tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, Hey, our chefs have prepared Samsung stories for you three ways today. First, may I call your attention to the newly produced second generation 10 nanometer class 16 gigabit LPDDR4X mobile DRAM. It can achieve the same data rate in current top smartphones while using 10% less power. We also have a Samsung announcement ahead of the expected Note 9 announcement on august 9th this teaser from samsung promises better battery life doesn't say anything about fires so that's good (laughs) and finally samsung's just announced ui certified unbreakable oled displays that do not need to be attached to rigid glass like previous flexible oleds and uh, most people are saying, well, okay, this, this explains the foldable phone, right? Uh, you can have a bendable display, but usually you have to have the glass around it solid uh, for it to work. But this applies some plastic uh, unified with the display so you can actually have it move. Uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't really have the flexible displays move in a phone before. Well, anytime I hear unbreakable, it's sort of like unlimited data where I'm like, well, that's not true. But <laughs> it does sound like in their testing, it wasn't just, oh, we can drop this from a, you know, you know, a higher point um, without uh, shattering. But we can do this multiple times where even if glass, the, you know, the, 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 the strongest glass that's on the market now can withstand a fall or two over time, it starts to be less able to do that. So... I, as a person with a breakable phone that is not in front of me right now, but I'm sure everyone's seen it before, I welcome this. <laughs> I think obvious. I've often wondered, and this is a little bit off topic, but if you were to have a battle, and it doesn't have to be a physical, but let's just say it's a fight just between all the world with cracked screens and all the world without, what would that breakdown be and who would win? Well, the breakdown would be more people without crack screen, but I think crack screen people win because they have the sharp objects. <laughs> or is that they would come in with a weapon? Yeah, it's one of those things where it's, it's almost like, you know, when pregnant women are like, why did that stranger touch my belly? It's like I always am having strangers come up to me and be like, look at your phone. It's so cracked. <laughs> it doesn't cut your fingers. Yeah, no. do it on purpose. It yeah. Yeah. No. A new report from Canalys on the smartwatch market found Apple shipped an estimated 3.5 million Apple Watches worldwide in its Q2 of this year, 30% more than a year ago. The Apple Watch Series 3 with LTE was the best shipping smartwatch in Asia, making up 60% of the 250,000 units that were shipped total. But Apple's share of the smartwatch market dropped from uh, dropped to 34% from 43%. In the first quarter of 2018, we yeah. on competition in the market from Fitbit, Garmin, and others. So, 
smartwatches are selling, right? Like that, yeah. that that's basically what this means. Like Apple's selling more smartwatches than they used to, but their and market share market share, yeah. Yeah, because so are other things. For a while it looked like, well, Apple Watch is really the only one that sells and the market is pretty stagnant. Uh, but there were folks like Gartner and others saying we expect it to eventually start to rise. It's gonna take a little while to ramp up, and it is. Uh and Apple sometimes has this problem, like with the iPad, where they come in and they're like, yeah, people have been doing it, but we'll do it right. But then they lose that advantage, right? They never really lost that advantage with the music player. Music players just became less of, a, of an important category. But the iPod always dominated. The iPad, on the other hand, uh, it dominated tablets in its early days because it made tablet a viable category. But then it, it faded back uh, as, as the category went more abundant. I wonder if that same situation might not play out here. Well, but even historically, Apple's cared less about market share than it has about the profitability of, of, of where they're going to sell their products. So uh, I don't think that they necessarily mind this or, or that it's even unexpected. I, I do think that the, the thought with the Apple Watch was always, well, if they can't make it work, then maybe there just isn't a demand for this kind of smartwatch at this kind of of price and it's been heartening to see that the one thing that everybody kind of wanted was hey let it be a standalone device let it do things that it doesn't have to be paired it's not just a, a mirror of your phone uh, and that's seemed to not only be a, a, a big selling point for apple but also again fitbit and garmin these are the the fitness uh, equivalent and they yeah, are it's it's and navigation all- apparently is also starting to to play a part in this too which is interesting but yeah it's fitness health and navigation pretty much well, we said we were going to talk about Amazon earnings, and now's the time. Q2 earnings are in for the company. Reported revenue rose at 39% in the quarter, due in large part to online shopping and cloud services, which Amazon does very well. Revenue of $52.9 billion, just missed expectations of $53.41 billion. But earnings were $5.07 per share, which positively smashed the $2.00. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence, Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. 
What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. You said expectation and way up from 40 cents per share just a year ago. Revenue from Amazon Web Services rose 49% to 6.11 billion, beating the expectation of 6 billion. Uh, wow. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean, my first reaction is like, okay, a little bit of a miss on revenue, but not much. And we used to talk about Amazon as being the low margin one, like, ah, oh, 40 cents yep. earnings per share is actually pretty good for Amazon is what I was saying a year ago at this time, $5 and what? Seven cents. I mean, uh, it, it's a whole new Amazon. And and it's funny, the Reuters story that I was reading said, you know, mostly on retail and, and web services. I'm like, yeah, they're two businesses. Uh, that, I mean, yes, they might move into retail uh, a little stronger with, with the Whole Foods acquisitions and Amazon Go. Yes, there's it looks like they might be trying to make a play for pharmaceutical, but that's still just retail, really. And that is the story uh, of Amazon that uh, and in full disclosure, uh this is a household for which owns Amazon stock because my wife works for an Amazon-owned company. However, uh, this company is remarkable in that everything that they wanted to do when they were making very, very thin margins has come true. They invested in their uh, in, in, in other elements of their company, and they have continued to build it out, maintain their lead in terms of retail, and really build a monster in AWS, which we are always reminded of when there is any kind of outage and you realize that a third of the internet has is now unusable. Uh, the fact that Amazon has two jet engines on this plane is very, very, very important because we're going to get into a discussion about another company that really has one. Yeah, and and don't forget, I mean, we're not dismissing that that Amazon does own a lot of companies. They own Comixology, and they own Twitch, and they own Audible, and and uh, and, and there's a lot of a lot of parts to Amazon. But retail sales, especially online retail sales and Amazon Web Services, are the predominance of their business. And when those are both going strong. Uh, they are unstoppable. Even if one of them were to slow down, like you say, uh, Justin, you've you've got another engine that you can bring in the earnings with. Yeah, I mean, if if one of if all of a sudden we were all able to three D print everything we would ever want uh, uh, for free, right? Uh, Amazon would still be a profit, a very very a titan in the industry. If if all of a sudden all data storage was free, they would still be a titan. This is. Very, very important when we look at some of the other companies and it's fang brethren. And even anybody who's like, ah, earnings are poor. It's just a bunch of money. They're rich, whatever. It's like, this is unusual to double analyst expectations and be so far above where the company was a year ago in revenue. You don't see that very often. Yeah. By the way, if someone doesn't understand Fang, uh, that is Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google uh, not using alphabet so that you can make it Fang. Basically, yeah. 
If you want to get all the tech headlines, folks, each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com, our sister show that dispatches everything you need to know in a compressed form. It's like the pill version of the meal we serve you at Daily Tech News Show. So, yes, let's talk about good old Facebook. Facebook announced revenue of $13.04 billion for the last quarter, falling short of analyst expectations of $13.32 billion. Uh, and also announced 1.47 billion daily active users short of the expectation of 1.48 billion. Keep in mind, Facebook's miss on revenue is less than Amazon's. Okay, this has caused a steep slide in Facebook's stock price, probably mostly because of the stagnation of users, the fact that they didn't grow as much as people wanted them to. Facebook added 22 million users worldwide, but that's the lowest rise since 2011. You take China out of the number of people who can access the internet worldwide, because Facebook isn't allowed to operate in China yet, and you end up with around 3 billion people who could access Facebook. 2.23 billion do access Facebook on a monthly basis. So there is not much room for growth without increasing internet access, which Facebook is working on, or launching in China, which we've seen Facebook kind of start to take some toe steps towards doing there too. Facebook CFO David Wenner said total revenue growth will likely continue to decelerate in 2018. They've been saying this for a couple quarters, though. Facebook is offering more privacy choices now for various reasons, including the GDPR, uh, and is promoting users to the personal stories timeline because of the quality of the engagement rather than the more lucrative news feeds and the the idea there is to combat accusations of spreading lies uh, and 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 basically cleaning up their public image. Facebook has been saying this: we are going to see a slowing in user growth. We are going to see a, a, a deceleration of our revenues because of these changes we're making to combat these issues that have been in the public eye for a long time. Uh, and yet today, everybody in the investment community, anyway, is freaking out about this. Well, because as much as as it's true that Facebook had a PR crisis that they've been actively working on in, in many areas, and perhaps this report is directly affected to that and we'll see an upswing again, the truth is, is we're closing in on the people who could be on Facebook in the world who aren't already on Facebook. We're literally closing in on the planet, which is why Facebook, again, always, always um, presented as a goodwill measure to uh, bring internet to the masses. They want to give underserved internet areas internet so that more people use Facebook because that's what that what else are you going to do especially when you have declining growth in certain areas stagnant growth in the US which is a key market for Facebook and all of us sort of we've all been sitting around wondering if this was ever going to happen because it has with every other company ever you keyed in on what i think is probably the biggest problem for Facebook uh in the parlance of King of Kong, a fistful of quarters, we have a possible kill screen when it comes to how many people you can get on Facebook compared to how many people there are in the world. There has to be either another way that you are stimulating growth and stimulating engagement or, you know, they'll get into China eventually at what at what cost will be a question uh, and that will continue to, to raise growth a little bit. But they are at a point where there's no more people. I mean, you can you can try to find again. You can launch all the uh, balloons over Africa that you want to try and figure this out. But but you are you are getting the thinner and thinner elements of society that have not sampled your product. 
here is, I think, if I'm going to give the alarmist case, yes, they've been warning that this was going to happen. But is there not a case to say, well, what are you going to do about it to get out of it? Like, yes, they knew that this was going to hurt, but is there a way to make it better? And if there's not, then really your your question is, if Facebook fades out of popularity, is this company anything? Well, okay, but we're well away from Facebook fading out of popularity. Remember, the the users grew. They just didn't grow as much yeah. as people wanted them to. Uh, I, I think the saturation point is, is a bigger danger than, than the, the revenue. Uh, to, let's be fair. Facebook's saying, hey, revenue's going to slow for a while while we make these changes. They didn't say... Revenue is going to start going down and there ain't no end in sight. Like, and that, that seems to be the reaction is, is that they said the second thing when what they're saying is, yeah, our, our, our acceleration is not going to be what it was as we make these changes and adapt, but we think we'll be fine. We think we, you know, we'll stabilize and, and get back to regular growth at some point. They haven't said what point that is. Maybe they don't know. Uh, but on, on the one hand, I don't think this is the end of Facebook by any stretch. No, 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 no. no. On the other hand, though, Facebook is weathering these times less well than Amazon and Alphabet. Remember, we had Alphabet earnings earlier where they're killing it on advertising. Uh, Facebook's operation is based on advertising. Amazon is, you know, it's not exactly advertising, but it's sales. You know, Amazon acts as if it's the search engine for products, basically. Uh, It's killing it, too. And the key here you hit on with Amazon, Justin, is they're not locked into just the one thing. And... With Alphabet, it's we're a platform that succeeds based on the success of others, whereas Facebook is a silo. I mean, yes, they have Instagram. Yes, they have Oculus. But the majority of the revenue comes from Facebook. And if Facebook starts to get sick, the entire company is going to get sick. They're just sniffling right now. But that's what has people spooked, I think. Well, I think, you know, you mentioned that after Cambridge Analytica and other sort of data privacy, what's going on on Facebook scandals, people expected a lot more uh, folks to perhaps leave the platform. And the numbers just did not show that. The gradual decline of numbers for no real reason, besides the fact that Facebook is used by lots of people and there are going to be other platforms. There there have already been a lot of platforms that cropped up. Instagram, thankfully, is owned by Facebook, but, but people do want other options. Facebook doesn't provide a service the way Amazon does. It provides a community. It tries to provide services. It has been successful in some of them but mostly unsuccessful in others, especially when they try to copy another app's model that's been doing well. So that's, I think, where Facebook has to really think about when people just sort of get bored of the this thing that they've been using for a long time, and some people have and will, then how do you increase revenue? Although I, I, I don't know if that's the problem. You're, you're growing users. 22 million worldwide is not nothing. You're just not growing them as fast as you used to. But you're also you, uh, losing users in markets that is mm. important. If that trend were to continue, that would be a bad thing. Although U.S. Yeah. and Canada was flat, not declining, <laughs> yeah. just flat. Right. Yeah. Facebook okay. is an advertising company. They mm. are a walled garden advertising company. If their walled garden is d- declining, and, and you're right, Tom, there is no, we should not be saying that the sky is falling when it comes to uh, uh, whether or not the walled garden of Facebook is less trafficked than it, it, it would or should be. Might be drizzling, but the sky is, 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 is not falling, right? Uh, I do think, though, 
this could get bad fast for them in a way that it won't get bad fast. It will take a long time. If somebody came up with the killer ad platform for the rest of the web, it would take a long time for ad words to degrade. If Disney launches their own uh, 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 service, it will take probably a couple years uh, for Netflix to to decline. It will take a long time for Apple products to become unfashionable. And as we discussed with Amazon, they've got two horses kind of leading their cart. Facebook is Facebook. If Facebook, if they can't get people into the tent and then convince advertisers that this is the place where they need to buy advertising to get in front of those people, it gets bad fast for them in a way that it doesn't for the other companies. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, I mean, diversification is the thing you need to have to survive. Uh, Alphabet's doing it in a couple ways. One is other bets, Waymo, et cetera. Uh, those are, are long-term bets, uh, but they're, they're planning on, and it looks like they're right to plan on Google still being a cash generator for a while so they can be patient with those other bets. Uh, Facebook's diversification is Oculus, which you know is a bit of a long-term bet right now. Instagram, which is doing great, uh, but is smaller than Facebook. Uh, and at, right now, I'm not sure Instagram would save a faltering Facebook. So m- most of the eggs are in Facebook's basket uh, there in a way that they're not so much with Amazon and Alphabet. Hey, uh, Sarah just uh, reminded me, uh, Carl in our Slack, or in our, uh, I'm sorry, in our Slack, in our Discord actually alerted us to a story about Slack. Uh, Slack has bought HipChat and Stride from Atlassian and will discontinue them. Well, it's funny because I don't know if anyone here has used HipChat uh, uh, more than just trying it out. I have not. But I know that when Slack became kind of the darling of uh, enterprise chatting software, there were a lot of uh, holdouts. We were like, no, 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 HipChat is actually quite, quite a bit better. Uh, this was before Discord's days, so I don't have a lot of personal experience with it. But I know that there are some people who are going to be really bummed that HipChat is going away. Yeah, it, it sounds like they just wanted the brains. Yeah, exactly. And and they're you know they're in a defense movement uh, against Microsoft, as uh, I think Derek Silva has said in Discord as well. So smart move for Slack, and sad for the HipChat fans and the Stride fans as well. The only constant is change. Thanks to everybody who alerts us to breaking news while we're doing the show. And also thanks to everybody in our subreddit. Submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We are also on Facebook. Hey, we have not abandoned Facebook. If you don't want to, head over there, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. And we get emails. We love getting emails. What kind of emails do we get, Sarah? Well, we get a lot of emails, but I love this one from... Virgilio, who actually sent me a YouTube video of a pronunciation, so I would not get this wrong. I hope I did you proud. He says, regarding uh, the watch party story, which was something that Facebook just launched yesterday and we talked about it. First thing I thought was, what about a focus group? I could see this being used for getting feedback for political ads, for example. Facebook could monetize it. So if you participate in the watch party of a video, a variety of videos, you might even earn some money. Thanks for the hard work. I'm a longtime listener. Back to the Twit Days. Oh, thank you, Virgilio. Good to hear from you again. Uh, that is an interesting take. Uh, I don't think it'll be the only way that Facebook Watch is used, but it certainly could be. And I would be very interested to see what would happen if they tried to pay people to join a Facebook Watch. 
Or if companies somehow, if you belong to a group that was associated with a business, could you be allowed to pay somebody to participate in your watch party? Yeah, would that fall afoul? Yeah, there are there are services like that. I know that there's one which name escapes me, but uh, you can watch ads for bits uh, that you can use on Twitch and stuff like that. So there there are sites wherein you can give your opinion on a thing, and that contributes to market research, and they cut you, you know, toss you a little shekel. Yeah, uh, would Facebook allow that? Would they like that? Because no alternative source of money for them. Anyway, uh, yeah. Facebook's like, I don't know. What do you want? Uh, <laughs> well, like, Facebook is dying, guys. They've got to do something. <laughs> yeah. it's, probably it, it. it's Kramer doing movie phone. Why don't you just tell me what you would like on the platform? <laughs> uh, thanks for Helio from Somerville, Mar- uh, not Maryland, Massachusetts, by the way. Hashtag dirty water. I guess that makes sense to somebody besides me. Justin Robert Young, does it make sense to you? Is it the dirty water of the River Charles? I don't know. Virgilio, let me know on Twitter at Justin R. Young. And while you're at it, you can head on over to uh, a freepoliticalnewsletter.com. That is a, uh, a, a, a newsletter that I do. It is free and it is about politics. But I, uh, it's been growing. And, and uh, we're just about to pass 1,000 people on it, which I'm very, very proud of. Congrats. That's great. Yeah, like so short, uh, such a short time ago. And also, we migrated to MailChimp, so now we have included the weird political video of the day. These are old ads, old uh, flubs, uh, and it has been a delight going back and finding just gems from the 90s, from recently, from even further back. Uh, Go ahead and check it out, freepoliticalnewsletter.com. Hey, in a couple days, uh, it'll be the first of the month, and that's when we start sending out all the perks to the patrons. Uh, so if you have pledged within the last month, or if you pledge within the next couple of days, uh, you'll get an invite to Slack if you if you help us out at that level. Uh, you'll get the information on joining the Discord, although you can join that right away. Uh, and, and all the other stuff, all the other information, uh, including a clean feed of DTNS and more, will be coming to your inbox. So if you are thinking about supporting us now is a good time uh and if you are already supporting us and you're confused about all the perks in five days you will get all of the instructions just make sure to pay attention to patreon.com slash dtns hey if you want to give us an email just you know just hand it over it will be remote but it's feedback at dailytechnewshow.com we're also live monday through friday at 4 30 p.m eastern 2030 utc find out more at dailytechnewshow.com slash live and it's our end of the month roundtable with rob demillo shannon morse tomorrow talk to you then Woo-hoo. this show is part of the frog pants network get more at frogpants.com diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program <laughs> Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. 
Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.